I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today we've got a good one. This is the part of the podcast. We're going to split this up into part one and part two. So this is going to be part one. And part one is basically going to be what is wrong with awards. So many things. Yes. So we're going to cover that. And then we're going to cover the media. We're finally going to go in what we dislike about sports media. Is there really anything we like about sports media? (laughs) And, you know, we're just going to go in on them. And, you know, you know, I feel like everybody feels this way. So I feel like we're just speaking for the for the people out there, you know, who have these takes and opinions. So, Christopher Muhammad, what do you think is wrong with the NBA awards? Okay. So first things first, when it comes to awards, the player who deserves it doesn't always win it. Exactly. Because the people who are choosing these players, who are choosing these winners, Mm -hmm. don't know basketball. Correct. Since LeBron's inception in the NBA. I know I'm using the wrong word. (laughs) But since his first game, that man has been the MVP. Those three letters. Mm -hmm. Since he's been in the league, in my opinion, and in the popular opinion of most people who aren't haters. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So how could you give the award to anybody else but the best player? That's who was supposed to get that award. I'm just starting with MVP Mm -hmm. right now. And we can go back and forth on this. Um, Just with the MVP, it's supposed to go to the most valuable player. Mm -hmm. What other player in the history of the NBA? has accomplished what LeBron has accomplished it. Not in his entire career, but just in a season. <laughs> like he he's on a, he's on a top 10 list for a reason. You have to think about this for a second. This man is the yeah. most valuable player of the year every year. He does yes. things on the court that we can only imagine. You yes. have to like you have to look at it. You can I mean you can give it to what happens is there's a thing called uh voter fatigue. Yes. Where the voters were like, ah, LeBron was great this year, you know, but look at this other guy. (laughs) He's not so bad. Mm -hmm. Give him the award. I mean, like, I I would say it's kind of fan service because there's so many Mm -hmm. people who hate LeBron. But like, because you couldn't in your right mind say, that in on any given day, 
the players who have won the awards were better than LeBron. And I'll argue that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jay. I mean, even Michael Jordan got robbed. Like Michael Jordan, basically from, let's say, 90 to 98, he's the best player in the league. Period. And in, in, in that time period, Carl Malone, David Robinson, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon probably won it the year he was out with playing baseball. But, I mean, Carl Malone won it twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. I mean, you want to know how great Michael Jordan won. He won it in 1987 to 88. That should have started his reign, right? I mean, my, my, my Magic Johnson won it twice, but in between. So I guess I kind of understand that. But, I mean, even before that, we go in the 70s. Chris, who owns the decade of the 70s? Kareem. Yes. Now, this is probably the best. Kareem in the 70s won it five times. Yeah. In there, we got actually, he won six times. And then Moses Malone, Bill Walton, Bob McAdoo, and Dave Cowens. I mean, don't even get me started on Will Chamberlain, bro. Yeah. Will Chamberlain won the MVP the same amount of times as Bill Russell. <laughs> Four. Bill Russell. Oh, God. You're going in now. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I can only shoot within five feet of the rim and literally am one and basically the most overrated player of all time. I'm just going to go in. That's it's going. He he's, going. The most, he's, he's the most overrated player of all time. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is Dave Cowens, bro, Dave Cowens, I don't even know if could be in the NBA right now. He was a post-up six-foot-nine guy who had a little bit of a shot, a little bit of a mid-range, post-up, post-game, slow-footed, like pick-and-roll, this guy would get shredded. Like, I don't even know if he'd be in the league, bro. Bill Walton, these guys are not averaging more than 20 points in a game. Willis Reed, bro, come on. We've been getting this wrong for so long. You know, I... I remember I was watching the jump and Rachel Nichols like we used to give the MVP to the best player back in the day. Like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't used to do that. You're lying. Cap. <laughs> Come on now. I I just it's crazy, man. I mean, this is it, it's it's a highway robbery out here with the MVP awards. It is who has the most hype, who's the best player on the winningest team, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, seriously, you're right. Every year, LeBron James doesn't doesn't get his injustice. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. And it's just it's built up by the media. And it's built by you have to understand who's voting for it. Mm-hmm. It's the people in media. It's not like the players are voting for it or the coaches are voting for it. And what's really even crazy is, is sometimes with the all all NBA team, this can affect these guys' pay, which is I think is the stupidest thing in the world. Like these max contracts, how some of it works. Like I think Jason Tatum lost out on like forty million long term and possibility of money down the line because he didn't make the all NBA team this year. It, it's like, oh no, he did make it. I think it was I'm referencing somebody else. My bad. Uh, or did he not? Did Jason Tatum make it? 
Did he? Jason Tatum. Did he? I, I, we did this uh, podcast, right? Like, did he make it? He was named to the third team in two. No, he did not make it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I, I was. I remembered it right. Yeah. <clears throat> it was crazy. So it is absolutely ridiculous. These these guys have no clue what they're talking about. It is just. It's it's insane that that um we've been getting it wrong for like this for so long. You know what I mean? And it's just the MVP awards are terrible. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to the next award? Do you have anything else to say about the MVP? Yeah, just one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Nash, you know what I mean? Just hype. You know what I mean? Like, was he really the yes. best player available? You know what I mean? Like, the, I mean, he was, you know. He's not better than Shaq at that point in time. No. That's Shaq's MVP. What about, I mean, like, it's a lot of different players, but go ahead. We can move on to the coach of the year. The coach of the year? That's yeah. the hottest coach of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on now. Tom Thibodeau, I like the guy. Best coach in the NBA. I I I mean, without really I mean, I feel like Greg Popovich is getting robbed here. Um, so is Steve Kerr. And it's just these guys who are on winning teams seem to have this bad reputation as not like really great coaches it like comes in the question is like the coach really good um or is it uh the players yeah so i mean these guys have been getting robbed for a long time i mean i mean just to look at this list man i mean mike d'antoni Boonholzer twice george carl in 2003 like Popovich has won it twice in the last decade. Tom Thibodeau, if you count 2021 and 2011, he's won the same amount of times in the same time frame as Greg Popovich. Tom Thibodeau. Not on the same level. No. No, those levels of this, and you're right, he's not on that level. I mean, random guys like Hubie Brown. I mean... Avery Johnson with the I think that might be the year they lost the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. So I guess I could see that. Mm-hmm. It's just they just they just give it to these guys who oh your team overperformed a little bit. Like Mike Dunleavy got the coach of the year in like nineteen ninety nine with a thirty five and fifteen. Like these guys are just they're they're overrated. The coach of the years are overrated awards. It's just absolutely insane to me, bro. Like I. Like Phil Jackson wins it once in the run, in in the the three titles separated run, and he won it none with the Lakers. You're telling me his triangle offense is not helping Shaq. You're literally creating movement around Shaquille O'Neal and cutting to help his inability to be such a great passer to make easy baskets for the rest of the team, so that when Shaq can dominate in peace, right mm-hmm. movement st- stops double teams. Like it's. It's a perfect offense for a star, like especially a big the way he dominated. Like I, I just I don't get it, bro. It's just it feels so wrong to me. I mean, even when the Boston Celtics had their run, like Red Arbeck didn't get this award other than once. They Jeez. Bill Bill Russell has eleven rings. 
Mm-hmm. Red Arbatic got it once. Come on. It's 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 who's the hottest coach at this moment. Exactly. It's not it's not who the best coach is. Yeah. It has nothing to do with with um coaching ability at all. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, then we wouldn't move on from coaches who win the coach of the year award. You yes. know what I'm saying? Not no diss to Dwayne Casey, because I think he's a great coach. I think they shouldn't have moved on from him. I think that he had created the system perfectly for the Toronto Raptors to thrive. Is that they had to go through LeBron. LeBron is the greatest player of all time. You can't yes. you're not going to overcome that. That's not his yes. fault. Mm-hmm. He wins coach exactly. of the year and gets shipped off the next year. How mm-hmm. does that happen? That's how know. you know this award does not mean anything. It just literally right. doesn't. Because mm-hmm. coach of the year does not mean coaching ability. Because you go yes. back through the list, like you said, what well, Red Arbach, like he has eleven rings. I mean, like he means he's the w- winning his coach and the like. You know what I mean? And like the best, he's one coach, of the most he's famous the, coaches of all time. One time, yeah. Phil Jackson led two dynasties. Yes. What? Yeah, he's, it's basically the best coach doesn't win, but the coach with the best story wins. Exactly. Exactly. And then it, exactly. Exactly. You're 100% correct. And it's just like the reason why these coaches only win maybe once or something like that is because of voter fatigue. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's just like same thing with every, with every other war. It's just voter fatigue. You see these coaches like, dang, they're going to win again this year. But wait a second. Your Orlando Magic is doing good this year. Just just not saying yeah. that, you know, I don't know if they won the award or not, but you know, just randomly. Oh, the Orlando Magic. That's a one of a that's not a really great team this year or any other year for that fact. Mm-hmm. But just saying, like, oh, Orlando Magic, they won like 10 more games this year since they shared this coach of the year. Yes. Oh. Yep. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's gotta be one of the worst awards out there. Yeah. They're just the voters don't really know what they're doing. I I yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's all a fan service. Yes, sir. All right, you ready to roll on to the defensive player of the year? Yeah, let's go. Who you you want me to go first or you? You go first. I think you got the information. All right. I mean, defensive player of the year. I mean, just looking at the past ne- decade. Well, LeBron James hasn't won it ever. That's very weird. They say you don't weird. play defense. They say he Bro. don't play defense. They, they say, say he don't, he don't play, play defense. They say he Come don't play defense. Now. Come on now. They say he slacks on defense. They say they like it's it's not they really defense landing year. It's true. They need to watch the film, bro. Because it's chestnut checkers. Do you remember him on the Miami Heat? <laughs> he was a one man defensive machine on the Miami Heat. That was might have been the greatest defensive player I've ever seen with my own eyes on the Miami Heat. Should have won both awards, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Yes. I mean, they're given, you know how much I disagree with Rudy Gobert. I mean, Rudy Gobert's got the award three times. Come on now. We're, yeah. we're, we're not watching the same game of basketball. Okay. No. This guy literally gets exposed every time in the playoffs in the pick and roll. If the Defensive Player of the Year is the person that the other team's like, okay, we're going to go play against the Utah Jazz tonight. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to attack the defensive player of the year. That's their game plan. You'd never hear that about Draymond Green, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, sometimes they get it right. Like, Draymond Green, special. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's special. Kawhi getting it twice, 
completely understand. Yeah. Joe jo Kim Noah, Marcus All is a little iffy, but they were trying to, you know, not give LeBron all those awards. So uh they had to uh give him to overrated guys. Um I mean Dwight Dwight Howard is pretty was pretty pretty solid. I can understand that. Um giving it to Ben Wallace as many times as they did makes sense. Marcus Cambio is pretty solid. So they do get it right sometimes. I mean, but Michael Jordan got it once. Once. You telling me he's not a lost down defender? Tell him Gary Payton's better than Michael Jordan. I literally heard in the interview like uh Gilbert Arenas was like Gary Payton so overrated because he's so tiny. He can't guard him. All he does is put him in the post and just shoot over. Like like Gary Payton's small, bro. Hakeem Olajuwon was winning those awards, which makes sense. I can get behind that. But, I mean, Michael Jordan once. It's that 90s I mean, defense. This, oh, yeah. A.K.A. we couldn't score, like, score, right? A.K.A. we can't stop him, so we got to throw him to the ground. Yeah. Yep, that's the 90s defense. So, yeah, this is another award, bro. It's just... The great players get condemned here. We they like to give it. They like to act like they really know basketball, and sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they completely misunderstand Rudy Gobert. <laughs> misunderstand Rudy Gobert is an understatement. I mean, <clears throat> expose him. They do kind of like get it right. I do agree. You know, a couple of those players on that list, I do agree with. But mm-hmm. come on now. That 90s defense is just way too overrated. Like, you're thinking, like, Gary Payton, oh, he's locking this down. And in the modern NBA, Gary Payton's locking down all the star players. No, he's getting mm-hmm. bullied. That's besides the point. Um, Michael Jordan won it once. I mean, like, are you trying to tell me that Michael Jordan isn't great defensively? Like, he's not a lockdown defender. I mean, like, he's athletic. He's quick. I mean, he LA, might be the greatest individual positional defender of all time. And he only gets it once. So, yes. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but is it the story? Uh, yeah, it's it's just them them not understanding basketball to the fullest extent. I, I just I just think, and then you know, as as popular opinion grows, and then people start to believe whatever people, you know, what I mean, like group theory, group think. That's basically yeah. what's going. What's wrong here? <clears throat> Are you ready to shift gears? Oh, yeah, no, you got something else to say? Yeah, one yeah, more go. thing. Yeah, so, like, with the media not thinking that LeBron plays defense is just ridiculous. I mean, like... Yeah. Let's just skip Bayless, bro. Let's just skip Bayless. It's just all those haters, you know, talking their stuff. Yeah, and then, like, you just look at these, like, you got to understand that it's a mind game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's chess, not checkers. Like, the way he's setting the defense up, it's so that there's steals there. He's playing a passing lanes through his through his teammates. I mean, like he's making the entire team better defensively as well as himself. And the chase down, yeah. I mean, that's all planned perfectly. You know how many times we have seen the chase down happen and he planned it? Yes. He's a great chase down block player. Yeah, he's phenomenal at that. Like, come on now. Defensive he's not the he's not the best defensively. He can't play defense, but he had a, a game saving block in the finals. Yes. His highlight play of his career is that block. Yeah. It's crazy. Go ahead. 
All right, we're going to shift gears here to the rookie of the year. Chris, what do you think about the rookie of the year? Do you want me to go first? Um, <clears throat> okay, so far as the Ben Simmons winning it that year, and he wasn't technically a rookie, I mean, mm-hmm. like that was kind of weird, and that kind of went along with the best story. But I think that for the most part, because I don't know who else wins the rookie of the year, for the, best, for the most part, the player who has the most impact on his team starting as a rookie, they normally win it. I mean, LaMelo won it. Of course, Jordan won it. I'm pretty sure uh, LeBron Le- LeBron won it, of course. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he should have got it. I mean, Ben Simmons isn't a rookie, and now look at what he is now. That's besides the point. Um, I don't know. You got to find a way to throw shade. <laughs> got to throw shade. He got to get off the 76ers or something. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, I think they get it right. I mean, I would say so, at least. In my opinion, I believe they get it right. I don't know the entire list, but I believe, in my opinion, that the players who have the most impact on the team starting off from day one mm-hmm. get the award. Yeah, I I honestly think this is the best award. I I think they they usually get it right. I think it's I think it's so hard to it's so hard to lie about impact and what your eyes see. Because it's so hard to become up with a, like a a bias, you know what I mean? Over time, that develops. It, rookie of the year is like one season. Who's the best player? Yeah, if it's not decided by stats. Okay, I test. It's like it's not. It's not that complicated. So once the simple's down like this, it they they I think they get it right pretty much all the time. So yeah, so yeah, I, I completely agree with the rookie of the year. I feel like it's the best one. Yeah. That was not fan right. service because otherwise Anthony Anthony Edwards would have won this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Lamelo Ball is a pretty big name. He is, but people was like they were big on Anthony Edwards because all those highlights. Yeah, he's he's pretty special. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Do you want to touch six man or most improved or no? Six man. As long as the will wins it, I'm, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hard to mess that one up, you know. Yeah. Who's who's coming with the most scoring punch off the bench? It's usually what that is. Right. So yeah. I I'm cool with that. Most improved is pretty simple. What do you, do you have anything about that? Most improved? I think it goes rightfully to the player because yeah. I mean, like a lot of times what we do is we throw these players away. We don't give mm-hmm. them a chance to actually grow and evolve into the player that they are meant to be. So just yes. like Julius Randle, like early on, like we was like, tag, like, you know, especially, I mean, it was like, I mean, you're not really calling him a bust, but you'd want to, but you'd like, mm-hmm. I'll give him a chance. The media doesn't give him a chance to like start winning. And so they actually, you know, show us. It's like Brandon Ingram. I mean, like you had, he has all these potential, but she was like, I'm not really seeing it. I'm kind of seeing it. Not really seeing it. Like I'm seeing flashes, but I'm not completely convinced yet. But these players are definitely there's something to watch out for. I think they normally get the, the uh, most improved player correct. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, so I would say that you, I completely agree with you basically on all of that. Um, are you ready to shift gears here into media slander? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Well, guys, we have a topic that most of you guys will enjoy to hearing us say talk about we're talking about the media what we dislike about the media chris i'm gonna let you roll off first here i don't like 
when I turn on the first takes, I turn on the undisputed. Mm-hmm. Turn on. It's always somebody who wants to. Di- I mean, the 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 jump and what's the one with uh Nick Wright? I forgot. I don't remember what that was first called. First things first. First things first. Yeah, it's always that one person who wants to hate. Mm-hmm. Hate on the goat. I don't like that. It's too much LeBron slander. Like a lot of people be like, oh, LeBron, the media loves LeBron. You know, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. no. Certain pl- people in the media appreciate LeBron. Yeah. They respect LeBron. But in other senses, Skip Bayless, I forgot to call off my bad. Skip Bayless, mm. he is all about, uh, you're comparing the two. Because since, since LeBron came into the league, <clears throat> And they were already looking for the next Jordan. Who's the next Jordan? Who's the next Jordan? LeBron. They painted they painted LeBron as the next Jordan. So then they started, they put him on the pedestal, which he rightfully so, because he is the greatest player of all time. And then they put Jordan next to him. They started comparing. They started weighing yes. the options. It, they mm-hmm. had him in the balance right next to each other. And now since you're comparing the two players, and they're, for one, uncomparable, <laughs> in my mm-hmm. opinion, now you're looking at LeBron like, oh, wait a second. Is he not the player that we think he is? You're wrong for that because he definitely is the player that you think he is. He's better than the player that you think he is. Media gets it wrong a lot because they're too busy looking at what one position did, you know, mm-hmm. possible GOAT, Michael Jordan, versus what small four LeBron James 6'9", 250 can do on the court. They're too busy yes. comparing the two. And that's where we go wrong. Yes. Because LeBron does things greater <laughs> Than what you could compare what the Michael Jordan does. Michael Jordan does great things. LeBron does great things. Mm-hmm. You, you can't really compare the two. You can't. Yeah, I completely agree in a certain sense. I I think they do play in different areas, which makes it tougher. But I also think their games are different, and who the way they are as a player is different. You have to understand, LeBron James is magic. 2.0 right mm-hmm. developed in a way you wouldn't have expected because he's such an explosive score an explosive athlete right you know what i mean yeah. but it's basically like if magic had the scoring ability of a bird that would be the level of player lebron james is like that mm-hmm. is the kind of combination here. i'm not saying for a skill set scoring wise because they score very differently right. completely different players but i was saying level um so yeah it's it's hard to compare the two but it's completely always lebron michael jordan talk right and they will always come up with some stats some sort of graphics you know i don't trust people that just always stick to stats like chris i could come up with stats right now they're supporting lebron and michael jordan like five seconds michael jordan has won six NBA finals while going six times, mm-hmm. right? Six and zero. Yes, six and zero. LeBron James has been the NBA finals nine times in one decade. That's big. They're both huge stats, right? Like mm-hmm. it's very easy to come up with stats. You know, it's not very easy. Going back before you watch, you do have a debate about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and watching full games of them. That's not easy, right? That takes more time. Yeah. Yeah. I have to understand that these, most of these guys 
are going from memory. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about things from memory that are so positive decades ago, we usually sensationalize it. We make True. it grander than what it used really was. Everything becomes more, everything becomes better. My, Michael Jordan goes from, oh, he missed a few shots in the game. He never missed a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Every highlight tape, he never misses a shot. It's all his crazy athletic mid-range stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's it's sensationalized and it's all off memory. And then they compare it to what they're seeing from LeBron now. And they don't go back and watch Michael Jordan and understand how the rules have changed too. Like rules are thing. different. Yeah. It's easier to be an ISO guy in the nineties, the way Mike, Michael Jordan was than now, right? You have to be more skilled now to be able to be an ISO guy at the level. I mean, um, but then again, it's easier for LeBron James to be in the pick and roll, right? That's perfectly fit for LeBron. Yeah. Right. Having the importance of help defense is perfectly paired with his skill set of being a phenomenal passer because mm-hmm. he can shred help defense, yeah. right? Getting the shooters on the perimeter. So, yeah, people have to really understand the game, how it's changed. I actually watch these guys and then talk about it, but people don't just like trust their eye test. They have to come up with some sort of stats. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when people are arguing, they'll like shut the other person down quickly. Like you, you never watched, you never, you never use from our era. Right. Like, yeah, I've, I've watched multiple games. I've probably seen six hours of game film on Michael Jordan. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty extensive. So yeah, I, I think I think media members definitely get that wrong on how they talk about it. So I completely agree with you on that. It definitely sensationalized thing. That's a perfect word for this because they sensationalize it because they mm-hmm. they say like, <clears throat> you know, people who like LeBron are just like they sensationalize his game. But it, we're if you like LeBron, you're more than likely in this decade. We're born somewhere, in, you know, within you know the '90s, maybe I mean, like late '90s, early 2000s, yes. and you've watched his game. People, yes. I mean, like, unless you're like us who have actually went back, you know, I mean, from being born 98, 97, because you, you don't remember Michael Jordan at all. The only person, the mm. greatest player you've ever seen is LeBron James. Facts. So unless you've actually been like us, you went back, you know, you said you watched like six hours of film. I've watched pretty much the same. You know what I mean? I went back yeah. even before our podcast. I used to watch film yes. of Michael Jordan, Pistol Pete Maravich, um, what? All types of different players. I can't even really think off the top of my head, but I've been back and watching film before. So I know about this mm-hmm. player. That's why I was able to teach you about Pistol Pete Maravich. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. I had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. So the fact of the matter is that it's all sensationalized because, like you said, people don't go back and watch. It takes too much time to do that. Mm-hmm. You rather just take what media says or take what you believe in your mind and run with it and not yes. really even look at the fact that wait a second these players play totally different everybody mm-hmm. like listen lebron would average no fooling in my mind lebron would average about 40 points a game if he could play iso and he could just score on everybody Bro. because yes. he's, he's a big mag truck coming six nine two fifty two sixty yes you're not stopping yes. that you're yes. not stopping that he if would he could, fit perfectly in the 90s as a scorer beautifully perfectly but it's chess not checkers so you i keep saying this so because like his mind is so great 
And now he has mm-hmm. to work. He has to think about how to play passing lanes. He has to. He, there's two yes. different players. Like Michael Jordan's not thinking about passing the ball. LeBron mm-hmm. is a pass first big. I mean, he's a pass first scorer. He can score yes. whenever he wants to at any yes. point in time. You know who? I'm just gonna support your point here. You know who he is like in that era. That was a great scorer who slept on Dominique Wilkins. Mm. So he has the athletic profile of Dominique Wilkins with so much scoring skill. Bro, Dominique Wilkins is free throw line and in. LeBron James is beyond the three-point line and in with much more post-scoring skill and footwork like like Kobe. Like, like his older game is more like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he... So if people are like, oh, no, LeBron, if they're always going to find ways to critique, if Dominique could do it with less skill and a basically almost the same athleticism and the same body build, then why can't LeBron? Right. I'm just going to support you on that one. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. And then you had the just sensationalized. You just look at yes. Michael Jordan. I mean, like, yeah, Michael Jordan is... I don't even know what to like a word to describe him because he's he's great. Like I'm not taking that away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're yeah, looking at two different scored. eras of basketball, two different games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. you criticize, look at the whole look at the whole game. Because yes. you, I mean, you look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is scoring on people at will. He's as ISO yes. '90s defense. You know what I mean? '90s basketball. Yes. People, mm-hmm. even, they fighting whatever. Mm-hmm. But now you have to look at how much more skilled the game has become. Yes. And to be able to dominate a more skilled game? Yes. I mean, teams get away with zones now. Could you imagine a 2-3 zone against Michael Jordan? Just like him having not an ability to attack the basket and him having to pass it out? Yeah. Like, and you have help defense, which creates, which you couldn't have in the 90s. So Scottie Pippen's getting helped off of. Dennis Rodman's getting helped off of. Their center, uh, Luke Longley, is going to get helped off of. Like, that's not a good group. Like, you can let all of them shoot. Like, Ron Harper, let him shoot. Like, it's, it's, it, it would be different the way the team, the Bulls team is built. Um, even though I think he would be, honestly, Michael Jordan in the pick and roll would be kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he has that answer because he, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, oh, Michael Jordan could be nice at the pick and roll, bro. I, yeah. uh, I, he can pass well enough, bro. Once he gets his, Foot past the the if he's paired with a shooter, like let's say randomly Dirk, pick and pop, the center or somebody has to guard Dirk right at the three point line. Who's guarding Michael Jordan at the rim? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's gonna be a problem, uh, right? So I'm not gonna say that he could he he would eat in this era. Don't get it wrong. Uh, so yeah, uh, it'd be oof. so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. You don't have to hate on Michael Jordan to uplift LeBron. And I also think that's the way it is with these sports shows. Yes. All these sports shows are like, oh, we're going to make Skip Bayless always hating on LeBron. And I I like Nick Wright, but he's always hating on Jordan, right? Yeah. These guys put down the other player to lift theirs up, right? Yeah. That's how they fight. They don't fight fair. So you don't have to hate Michael Jordan to say LeBron's better. Right, they can both be great. Right, yeah, for sure. Oh man, oh man. All right, All right, here. Let's 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 
let's let's shift gears to the you wanted a good example of the media not knowing anything they're talking about. I'm listening. All right, ESPN has that top 100 list, Chris. So basically, the season after Zion Williamson got hurt. So basically, coming into this season, mm-hmm. he was ranked the 19th best player in the league. Above Paul George, Jamal Murray, Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving, Brandon Ingram, Trey Young. What's the criteria for for the top hundred list? How is he a no top? Clue. How is he a how probably he going into that season? At, Bro, they don't know what they're doing. How? Bro, Trey Young. Trey, Trey, Trey Young, Trey Young. How was he number 19 on a top Bro, 100 Jamal list? Murray. And he just got in the lead. Bro, Jamal Murray just got done shredding everybody in the playoffs. That was the run that they made it to the conference finals against the Lakers. It, He's 22, 21. Anyone but, who knows it even worse? What? Bam Adebayo 13. Guess who's behind him? Joel Embiid. <laughs> they got Chris Paul behind him. Ben Simmons, 16, which you might. <laughs> um, <laughs> Devin Booker, 17, and Donovan Mitchell, 18. <laughs> We're so shook, we can't even say anything. <laughs> Bro, we have somebody who can't score more outside of 12 feet of the NBA basketball floor above Joel Embiid, bro. I'm still tripping on Zion number 19. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even unpacked everything else. You said Zion number 19 on a top 100 list and he just got yes. into the league. It's mm-hmm. like my mind went boom. <laughs> and bro, they had Jimmy Butler 12, right? above right below so basically bam jimmy butler so you know joel of the bees not better than jimmy butler or bam basically i guess not i mean <laughs> and jamal murray is god forbid not better than zion williamson oh my gosh i take jamal murray before bam and jimmy butler healthy yeah no n- not no hesitation one second donovan mitchell devin booker slept on him on this list jesus and bi how you not gonna put B.I.'s B.I.'s behind C.J. McCollum and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is 26. I just didn't list him because he's not better than Zion. Rudy Gobert is above Rudy Gobert is above C.J. Brandon Ingram, Trey Young, Kyle Lauer. What is their criteria for this list? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what goes through their mind as they're making the list. I've heard. Are they hitting the same blunts that Kendrick Perk is hitting? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've heard they do this for clicks. I got I've to. Heard that, they yeah. got to. Yeah, they're hitting the same once that Kendrick Perkins are hitting. So they like chain smoking together. He's tweeting and they're making lists. <laughs> Bro. Russell Westbrook was 36. Okay. Walk out. He's below <laughs> Kyle Lowry. He's below 
Ben Simmons. I Rudy Gobert, bro. These guys, he's an these guys have no clue. He averages they have no clue. Double. You're right. You're right, bro. You're, you're you're exactly right. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing player. I'm confused. Please. Yeah. I'm confusion. Yeah. So, I mean, geez, bro. How do you even, how do you, I don't even. Yeah. The media has no clue what they're talking about when it comes down to basketball. We might have to come up with an actual list during the offseason, just so people can actually have something to, to look at. We can have a little video. If you want to watch, if you guys want to actually see a real top 100 list, come down. You know, we'll take care of you. <laughs> we got you. We got your hearts and souls. I mean, come on now. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <clears throat> Zion number 19 over everybody. Just yeah. best player. I mean, he was injured, you know, <laughs> like half the season. He didn't even play in summer league, but I mean, hey, for the games he did play, number nineteen. Um, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So we can we can switch gears here. Hold on. Uh, or what? What number was LeBron? I don't know. I can't see it. Oh, okay. I'm about to ask. I, I'm, yeah, if it's not one, of course it's not one. You know, they hate He's such a hater. <laughs> They're haters. All right. I mean, you know, I I feel like, do you want to shift? We've actually kind of covered a few things on my list, um, naturally. So one of the things that I feel like is so terribly wrong is this concept of winning team best player winning team more value the worth like rings overrated mm-hmm. right so my concept here is bill russell let's talk about him you know who's talked about as better than will chamberlain bill, bill russell. russell there is this stigma people talk about greatest players of all time bill russell's names comes up bill russell is the most overrated player of all time. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. The guy didn't score more than 18 points per game in a season. With shooters around him and plenty of offense to distract the other team. Bob yeah. Cousy. Uh, geez, I'm blanking on the Sam Jones. I mean, come on now. These these I I know some people might not know who these guys are. But if we had to make just to put this in perspective, if we had to make a top twenty list of the nineteen sixties, those guys would be on there from like ten to twenty. Check out our right? nine, our top ten list of the nineteen nineties. <laughs> our evolution of yeah. basketball. Yeah. I mean, so this is absolutely ridiculous. He has a little bit of a post game, but it's not very skilled. It's all five feet in. He's not he's like athletic, but he's not super athletic. He's 6'10. He's really like lean and thin. Like this guy is so overrated. He's not even a top five center of all time. Like I can just do it quickly. Wilt's better than him. Shaq's better than him. 
Dear God, David Robinson's better than him. Hakeem Olajuwon's better than him. And Kareem Kareem would literally make him, like, it would not even be close. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if Bill Russell's top 10, bro. I don't know if I would. I'd be like Dwight Howard. It's like... Marcus Cousins at peak was pretty nice, bro. He's stretching out the three, posting up, like he's doing all this stuff. Like, yeah. I, like it's just overrated. Like these guys, he has eleven rings. That's all it is, right? Great team, right? And we push down Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain is the greatest example of the media being terrible ever, because it makes me. It honestly makes me upset. I really am upset because I feel like. More people should know how amazing Wilt Chamberlain is. Wilt Chamberlain is not a generational athlete. He might be a, geez, what's like a hundred years? What, like a thousand a century? years? He might be a century level athlete. I like hope he, right. No, hundred years in a millennium. My bad. I'm sorry. He might be a millennium level athlete. Like he is, he was born in the 1960s. And he might be the greatest <laughs> athlete of all time. Chris, how bad were the athletes in the 1960s from us watching? Oh, my God. They were terrible. This was the year of the jump shot. That's all they could do. They just jump shot, but it was all way from – it was free throw line in. That's all it was. Yes. yes. And if you could shoot out there, you were just like the most amazing person. You know what I mean? Like yes. You, yes. There was no athletes on the level of yes. Will Chamberlain. And just real quick, I know you're about to go on a tangent, but I just want to go real quick and say that okay. Bill Russell – it's nowhere near the best center in that decade or any no. decade because he, no. I, but I will give him the best defensive minded center he of that good. decade. Defensively. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what he did. He was yes. great. He was the defensive anchor for that Boston Celtics team. That's what they mm-hmm. defense once games. I can see why they would say that, but he's mm-hmm. not the best center. No, no. Well, Chamberlain, no. Will Chamberlain is leaps and bounds ahead of this guy. hundred yes. points. Just because we never seen it doesn't mean that it didn't happen and that we should recognize it. Yes. Averaging 50? Yes. Just because we've never seen it, though, maybe we shouldn't recognize it. Yeah, 15-25. Think about this for a second. <laughs> 25 rebounds a game. 25,050 points a game. There was nobody who could ever come close to that. Mm-hmm. Think about this for a second. Go ahead. It's just it makes me so upset, bro. Like it, he should be remembered, right? It makes me upset because he's not remembered. Media always tries to find a way to put holes in it, right? So they'll say, "Oh, he wasn't that great of a team player, bro." If you're gonna let Kobe go and get away with saying that he doesn't want to pass with other players because he doesn't think they're very skilled when he had Smush Parker on his team and he might have been the <laughs> second player on the team. What are you talking about? A guy in the 60s who's playing with a bunch of guys that can't shoot for more than 12 feet out. And he's literally seven foot three, could touch the top of the backboard and literally could pass dunk, had a bunch of post moves. Like, bro, I wouldn't pass either, nor would you. Right. Okay. I mean, seriously, I, I, he doesn't have as many rings. He literally didn't have anybody on his team. And the Boston Celtics had like five or six guys. Their six man is in the Hall of Fame. John Havacek. Look yeah. him up. He's right. So I, I, mean, know. It is, <laughs> I mean, it's it's so upsetting because they all try to find any way they can to poke holes in it because they that's because of it's they just 
Look at it for what it is. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He has to be top three, top five. If you don't have him in your top five, I don't trust you. You you don't know basketball, right? Yeah. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain should be remembered. Babe Ruth in baseball is considered, some people think is the greatest baseball player of all time. Mm-hmm. There's movies about Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is extremely famous, right? Some people, when they first talk about baseball, they think of Babe Ruth. All-time right. home runs leader, absolutely phenomenal, pitched to, right? Like, that is the way Wilt Chamberlain should be remembered. Nobody's touched his points per game record. Nobody will ever touch 50 points per game average in a season. Nobody's ever going to touch 25 rebounds in a season. Nobody's going to ever touch his point per game averages. Nobody, and it's not like we don't have video of him. We have video of him doing absolutely insane stuff from the center position that would revolutionize the NBA right now. Yep. Right. You think Giannis is special? Imagine Giannis at seven foot one, faster, more athletic, higher vertical, and more skilled in the post. Mm-hmm. You t- you, and stronger. You're telling me that wouldn't dominate the NBA? And the signature move. Yes, he has the 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 dipper and all the those big stuff. dipper. Like yeah. Yeah. He's I got all the hook shots. Like it. it <clears throat> I know it may not be what we used to seeing. But when you're that athletic and you have post skill, you're unstoppable forever. Unless yeah. some random Yao Ming level athlete comes in at tall height, athletic somehow, and we all have to reshape the way we view basketball. But he he should be remembered as the guy. He should be like, oh my gosh, this is when basketball started. This is when greatness started. Everybody should be talking about him. But freaking media is like, Bill, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, Bill Russell. And they're just wrong. Like, it's totally wrong. He, he's been, had his name drawn drawn through the mud for no good reason. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's sad. It really makes me sad. Because as a guy who loves basketball, I feel like people would get added to their basketball knowledge and different feel for basketball if they really understood how amazing he really was. It, just, it makes me upset. It really yeah. does. Like we like crystallized Bill Russell, just like oh, the greatest player, eleven rings, and that's why yes. we get to the point where we're at now, where it's like oh, LeBron. I mean, Michael Jordan has six rings, greatest player of all time, never lost in the finals. Yes. Is yes. do we understand what's happening right now? Yes, this height. I'm about to prove to you right now how rings shouldn't matter. Look at what's happening in the finals right now. Half these oh. teams shouldn't be here. Facts. Yes. This shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. The best yes. team does not always win. That mm-hmm. is facts. I mean, like, think about it for a second. I understand there's injuries and things of that nature went on, but if the Brooklyn Nets don't get injured, it's over. Yes. They're running yes. through everybody. Four games. It's it. Yes. Nothing's happening. Yes. They might get tired in one game and take it to five because they're bored, but that's it. Yes. <laughs> yep. Rings don't mean nothing. Like, if you yes. want to throw asterisks on one wins then like do it all across the board from the beginning of the, mm-hmm. of the NBA because there's I'm pretty sure there's times where like dag like this team wasn't as great as this team over here but they won yes but this team is stacked I mean like are we why are we not we're always oh there's super teams now super teams ruin the NBA what do you think they had back then yeah yeah the the Lakers and the Boston Celtics had super teams in the eighties. It was like Magic Kareem, Bob McAdoo when he's old, like 
uh, Clay Thompson's father, uh, James Worthy, Michael Cooper, and then you got Larry Bird, Kevin McHale. Robert, like Kevin McHale was coming off the bench as like a sixth man at first. Like that's how stacked that team was. They even have uh, Bill Walton during one of their runs. I mean, they had Tiny Ultra Bold when he was younger, and Dennis Johnson. Like those teams were stacked. Those mm-hmm. are super teams, Chris. Yeah, super teams. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thanks, Matt. Any, yeah, I mean, I have a couple points here to to help you out here. I mean, Tim Duncan. I I know people may hate me for this, but I think he's overrated. Right, five rings. I watched him play. He might be top three power forwards of all time. I personally have Kevin Garnett higher, um, but it's 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 right. The association with Tim Duncan has the same amount of rings as Kobe. Everybody thinks about that, right? So it, it heightens his value when it was Tim Duncan, Manuel Ginobili, Bruce Bowen, Tony Parker. Like Steven Jackson was pretty nice when he was younger, and then you get young Kawhi. Like I, and they got like one through eight, nine of good role guys. Greg freaking Popovich, right? Like that helped, right? So, I mean, and and you also have Bill Walton, which he won a ring the year he won the MVP, and everybody seems to remember Bill Walton <laughs> as this what if story. No, he might not even be top five what if stories of all time, Chris. That's how overrated Bill Walton is. Bill Walton literally won the MVP without scoring more than 20 points per game. Not that good. And the and the go back on the opposite side, there's so many good players on bad teams that are completely underrated all the mm-hmm. Bob McAdoo, I'd never even really heard about Bob McAdoo. Sure. Where was he on a wrist? Top three? He was yeah. right behind Dr. J, right? He was after in 50, 50 in the playoffs. I don't think there was, and it was not. Was it fifty? No, he had fifty. He scored. A, it was a fifty-point game, but he was averaging yeah, like 35, 35 in the playoffs yeah. or something like that. Something ridiculous yeah. like that. Yes, I mean that guy's absolutely phenomenal for his era. He was just stuck on the Buffalo Braves or the Buffalo something. It was a Buffalo yeah. team. Cool jerseys though. Sky yeah. blue looks nice with white. Yeah. Um, but I mean, completely underrated player of all time, Walt Bellamy. He was higher than Bill Russell on my list. Like he was a stretch big who could attack the basket bigger. You know, Dominique Wilkins was on the top fifty uh, list when they made it in nineteen ninety six or ninety seven or something like that. When they made the first fifty years in the NBA, they made the top fifty players of that time frame. They didn't have Dominique Wilkins on the list. I know Chris is shaking his head. If you're not watching this on YouTube, which you should <laughs> check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, shameless plug. I mean, even in the modern NBA, we got Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, Zach Levine. Like these guys have always been underrated. And then magically, when Devin Booker becomes on the the Phoenix Suns, Stephen A. Smith's like, "Oh, he's the next Kobe Bryant." Like, bro, he would have never said that if the Suns were twenty eight and fifty, right? Yeah. Like, come on now. I mean, Pistol Pete Maravich. I'm gonna let you go in on Pistol Pete Maravich. Good player on a bad team. Definitely a good player on a bad team. Pistol P. Maravich revolutionized his position at that at that yes. era. Like you talking about a guy who can score from anywhere, and his passing ability was beyond amazing. I mean, just yes. the way he thought about the game from every aspect was just on a different level. And he was just yes. like he was just on a bad team. I mean, like mm. when you look at it, 
I'm not completely sure with all the points per game and things like that stats. I don't, I don't really know about that. But from the eye test, but from the eye test, I mean that's the greatest player in that decade. But he's so overlooked. He's so underrated. One of the greatest players, I think. Yeah, thank you. One of the greatest players of that decade. So overrated. I mean, so underrated and so overlooked. Yes. I literally heard on Gilbert Arenas' podcast that he said that Pete Maravich might be the most skilled player of all time other than maybe Kyrie. Like, that's how special Pete Maravich was. It's like ridiculous passing ability with ridiculous shooting ability for that time frame. And he definitely is a completely underrated player all time. So there's so many of these guys, bro. There's just stuck on bad teams and like who we choose to remember who we choose not to remember is funny yeah like patrick ewing patrick ewing gets more run in public perception than dominique wilkins makes no sense to me like david robinson's completely underrated when you think about centers in the 90s david robinson's name probably doesn't come up before patrick ewing but david robinson make patrick ewing is you know his 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 bitch <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, uh, I completely agree with you on this. Are you ready to shift gears here to a new, new thing? Yeah, what's up? So let's just go after it. Okay. The media talking about different eras of basketball, which one's better. What's your take on that? Every media's personality, except for a few sensationalize their greatest quote-unquote era of basketball the 90s 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 basketball this 90s basketball that these players can't even play in the 90s they're cupcakes shut up (laughs) (laughs) you tell them chris bro you tell them because these are two different eras of basketball and the skill level has a skill level the bar has been raised times 100 these are not yes. the same level of players this is not the same oh just because we can throw a little punch and push people out the air and dunk people and stare at them and everybody wants to fight that means that this is the best defense i've ever seen no it's not mm-hmm. just because you're a little bit extra physical does not make that defense it's not football it's basketball this is a skill-based mm-hmm. game and that's why yes. skill has taken over the game that's why it's yes. not as physical anymore. The physical is now mm-hmm. banging down low and being able to see the floor, know where you are at the where you are when you're on the floor, pass out and score. That's the physical now. There is no more. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing. We hard fouling everybody. We're not knocking nobody out the air no more. I mean, well, you can, mm-hmm. but this is not what the game is about anymore. Yeah, the game has changed. It has evolved evolution of basketball. With every year, the game gets better and better, more skilled, and you yes. see different level of players come out. Yes. You can't compare the two eras because, yes, the 90s, if, I mean, if you were around to see the 90s, that might have been the best basketball we've seen. But now you're living in present day. And this mm-hmm. basketball is on a way different level than that. Yes. Completely. completely agree. That's not defense. <laughs> That's defense for that time. Oh, listen, we're going to look, throw one player at him and everybody else got to sit over here and we got to wait. That not wait. Why is he scoring 30 points on us? Oh, because you have one player who's not the best defensive player on your team thrown at their best player. Yes. What? So you telling me I can't come across? I can't come across and like, hey, I'm here too. Double team? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch him get scored on and just stand in the corner like, damn, like he can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, bro. The 
they it's actually amazing to me how how off they are like Dennis Rodman literally came out and said that he could guard LeBron James like no you're six foot seven 210 pound booty could not guard six foot nine 260 LeBron James who's more athletic than you Right. You literally go out and party every night with Carmen Electra. LeBron James goes home and eats his vegetables and works out six to eight hours a day. <laughs> Watch his film. <laughs> yes. No, you have no chance, bro. Zero. Like it is. It, yes. You know, I, I think people don't understand the way basketball works right from the 90s. Mm-mm. Like, they don't understand that, okay, when Michael Jordan came into the NBA, it was like, other than maybe a few players at halftime were smoking cigarettes, maybe the good shooters getting up shots, you know what I mean? Maybe 300, 400 shots a day. Everybody's learning from Larry Bird because he's a great shooter, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So then Michael Jordan gets known for, hey, I'm working three to four hours a day, working out, mm-hmm. right? Working on my game. Okay. So after that, everybody sees Michael Jordan. Okay, we're going to step it up here. All right, let's 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 work out six hours a day. Kobe Bryant's working out six hours a day. Oh, my gosh. Kobe Bryant's working six hours a day. You think Steph Curry's not working out eight to ten? You think James Harden not working out eight to ten? Right? Like these guys keep on learning more and more how to become more proficient. There's literally a story about James Harden dropping 60 and then after the game hitting make doing 40 make 400 shot makes after the game. See, this is the part that people don't see is these guys are animals in the gym, Mm -hmm. right? They keep on learning from the previous generation. Oh, we see Allen Iverson come in the NBA. Thank you, Allen Iverson, for being absolutely revolutionary in the way you dribble the basketball. Okay, cool. Now we're going to take Allen Iverson's dribbling. We're going to make it a little bit better. We're going to add our own flair. And then we're going to create shot-creating abilities, a.k.a. Steph Curry, right? That's the evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Everything, you, what you did, great. Thank you. <clears throat> we're going to add to it. That's how it's always been, Chris. Post moves, 60s, we're going to add it. Thank you. 70s, we're going to add it. Thank you. 80s, we're going to add it. Thank you. 90s, it's just the way it works. You know, nobody in the 90s would say, hey, are the post players in the 90s better than the 80s? They would also, yes. Are the post players in the 90s better than the 80s? Are they more skilled? Yes. You've yes. seen Hakeem Olajuwon? Like, bro, he's more skilled than anybody in the 80s. Yeah. So it, if they say that, then why aren't they not going to say, well, I mean, the 2000s, 2010s must be more skilled than us. They must be better than us. They must be more athletic than us. So, yeah, man, Michael Jordan was absolutely, you know, ahead of his time at working on his game, right? So, which is such a special ability. And people didn't really understand that leading up to that point in time. So, yes, those guys would absolutely whoop you in the 2010s, right? You put a lot of these guys in the previous decades, man, they would look crazy. You're telling me, Paul, even Paul George, bro. Paul George would be nice in the mm-hmm. 90s. Like, Paul George would be like, wow, he has the athleticism of Grant Hill. 
He has the shooting ability in the mid range of Michael Jordan ish, right? He has the footwork, you know what I mean? And he has a shot creation for the three point range, what they'd never seen before, like that, you know, with his, his athletic skill set, right? He'd be so many, he would be revolutionary, right? So we have so many guys now that are so extremely skilled at that small forward position, the point guard position. I mean, Steph Curry would break the 90s. Be like, uh, what do we do with that? I mean, bro, like Gary Payton couldn't shoot. John Stockton couldn't shoot other than standing straight. Like, bro, Steph Curry shoots off one foot, leaning off of one leg, like leaning away from the rim. Like, it's crazy angles that he takes to shoot the basketball. It's just you're not doing anything with that, right? So these guys, these guys completely always hate on the 2010s. And it's only because. You have to think about who's in the media. Which all hits. From the 90s. Yes. It's the guys who either grew up watching Michael Jordan or played with Jordan, played in that era, right? Look at even TNT, bro. Like, all of them played against Jordan. And Ernie Johnson watched Michael Jordan. Like, it's it's filled with all those guys. So, yeah, these, these old heads... They don't really see the game and understand how it's changed. And, um, I mean, you watch TNT, you can watch how much they don't really know about current NBA. So it's hard for them. You know what I mean? It's just they don't understand it, man. They need to watch the game through a fresh pair of eyes because their eyes are so trained on looking for the things that they are used to seeing. You're yes. not going to see your glorified hand checking in today's NBA because it's obsolete. You can hold up yeah. to that man all you want to. He's taking you where he wants you to go. It, you know I what mean, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're not hand getting check Kyrie Irving. Good luck. You're not getting nowhere with that. Oh, just because I can yes. hand check Gary Payton, that means that Gary Payton is the best defensive player ever. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Rebounding is not as valuable. It's not. Yes. It's because not. we have more people who get skilled in score. Right. I mean, you have to think about like Charles Barkley, like all these guys have been trained to think a certain way too, mm-hmm. that fit their era. Right. So all their knowledge base is what they've been standing on. And once knowledge base has been passed 20 years, it's obsolete. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have said, oh, in the 1970s, they had some guy like, let's say, uh, Bob McAdoo was on a TV show. Right, talking about the nineties. He might not like it before because of reason X, Y, and Z that's relatable to the way he was taught to play basketball. Exactly. Right. So these guys these guys can't really see it through that lens. It's very rare. Um, so yeah, they they just always find ways to critique him, bro. And it's it's just it it's yeah. I mean, you want to watch two a great example of analysts thinking that they're way better than they are. And we really shouldn't take them seriously. <laughs> Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce said he was better was than this. Dwayne Wade and was a better shooter than Clay Thompson for three. He's better than LeBron too. He said LeBron was scared of him. <laughs> no, he was scared of Kevin Garnett catching Perkins <laughs> at the rim. He wasn't worried about your slow-footed six-foot-seven, like, bro, who you guarding in the modern NBA? Like, he's little... I just, I, Didn't he fake an injury so he can use the bathroom? 
Yes. Yeah. He got taken out in a, a, a wheelchair. One of those, yeah, in a wheelchair. He came back magically. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Bro. It was. It is. They don't. They don't. Yeah, they just they, they just don't get it, bro. They they think way too highly of what they used to be. Not realistic about it. In the words of Draymond Green, they don't love you like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. For real, bro. They don't love him like that. He he was only gonna get something in Boston. Nobody else cares about Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. He's literally not even like T Max better than him. Like mellow. Like come on now. No. All right. Do you have anything else on media? Are you ready to shift gears here? Oh, yeah. Keep going. On the media? Oh, no. Are you done with it? Yeah, I have I have nothing else. We've covered everything accidentally. So, which is yeah. good. Naturally, we did it. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. All right. So, we're going to shift gears here. to <clears throat> something a little bit more relevant this time frame. What's wrong with the Olympics? Right? Ooh. What's wrong with the Olympic teams? Okay, so Chris, do you want to lead it off here, or do you want me to lead it off? You go ahead, because you got a list, concrete. Yeah, so I I think what's wrong with the Olympic team is that they... You have to think about what our skill sets is. We have a lot of phenomenal athletes, mm-hmm. right? We have a lot of great people who can get to the bucket and finish. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a lot of our We have a lot of gifted guys with that. When we have, we don't have as many skilled shooters and passers as internationally, but in the modern NBA, we do have a lot of shooters, but basically what the Olympics have a problem with is asking guys who play a certain way in the NBA to say, okay, you can't do that in the Olympics. We're not going to use that. Even though you're a bigger name than the guy who does your role at a better rate. We're going to use you. An example, mm-hmm. I mean, you put Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, all in the same lineup. What is Bradley Beal doing? He's going to be shooting off ball, and he's going to be running off screens. What has Bradley Beal been working on all offseason? ISO stuff. Finishing at the rim, right? So you're negating him to J.J. Redick? You're giving him J.J. Redick's role. Or Danny Green's role, but his name's Bradley Beal. And when Dame and KD are playing with Bradley Beal, okay, we got to give feed him the ball, right? So the other players have to say, well, I, I can't do all everything I want to do right now because we got to feed, feed Beal. We got to get everybody involved, right? Mm-hmm. And when they play small ball with Jason Tatum, it's even a bigger problem. Like, who's going to space out in the corner? Who's going to just stand out there? Right. Are you really going to tell Jason Tatum, hey, you're just going to be an off-ball guy? Jason Tatum is not working on that all the time. He's working on being, dear God, one of the greatest small forwards in the league. Mm-hmm. Right? He's extremely gifted. I mean, so they have a problem with roster construction, too, because they don't have many passers. Right? They need more passers and more defenders. More rim defenders, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and you have KD and Dame, who are volume shooters, you need to get them volume touches to get the ability to achieve what you get with volume shooters, mm-hmm. right? So you have that problem too when you put so many stars on the teams that it leads to inefficiencies, 
Like when we used to send Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson and LeBron James and all these guys who get to the bucket and finish at the rim to the Olympics. And we'd be like, why aren't they not as good as we think they should be? Because you have nobody that space the floor. You're asking, like, how are you getting to the basket when everybody else is trying to get to the basket? What's everybody else on the floor doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think another difference is the officiating's different international. They don't get the same calls. They let them play a lot more physically, right? And we don't have any dominant post big men. So it's it, that is a disadvantage. But I mean, it is it's crazy, man. They just they just don't structure it well because they don't want to like who missed the Olympic team. They don't want to get the the blowback from not choosing the right guy for the team. Mm-hmm. Um so I found out some news about one guy because I was making sure. So I shifted one guy off the bench, but this is my Olympic team, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have Dame Dalla. I'm just going to take Dame and KD, say, cool, these are my stars, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to take a chance here. If it doesn't work, the bench will fill up this chance. I'm having Lonzo Ball to two. So he can be a great defender at the guard position. So if there's anybody internationally like Luka Doncic, they're going to go up against. We got Lonzo to guard him, right? He's a great passer, phenomenal passer. He's also a good space out shooter. When he plays on the Pelicans, he doesn't really create off the mid range. He's not running a spamming the pick and roll. He's not creating for the three point. He's usually playing off the ball and spotting up his shooting, which is great. That's what I need him to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I need him to be a good passer, somebody that can push and transition sometimes. I'm not going to ask him to be always initiating the offense, but he's a secondary initiator of the offense. Mm-hmm. If that experiment doesn't work, I have Malcolm Brogdon and Drew Holiday to make it fit, right? To do similar things. Malcolm Brogdon is a great defender. He plays off the ball and shoots spaces with the three-point line extremely proficiently. He's a, he's also a good passer. He's the point guard for the Pacers around five to six assists. Drew Holiday, best defender in the league at the guard position. You're getting a guy who has five to six assists a game. He can play off the ball. Like he understands his role. So then you have all of those things. So that's my shooting guard position, right? Kevin Durant, it's self-explanatory. I need the ISO guy. Nobody can stop. A power forward, I have Draymond Green. A phenomenal defender, a secondary pass creator for these guys off the ball, which is perfect for me, right? Is going to do the little things on the Olympic teams that's going to lead the winning. Jared Allen. Why did I go Jared Allen? There's not many great Olympics uh, American centers. A lot sure. of them are surprisingly international. So I'm looking for a guy who's going to be able to, if needed to, he can switch a little bit, but it's not going to be great. But no centers are going to be. But he doesn't have bricks on his feet is where I'm getting at. Right. He has, he's going to be a great lob threat with Dame, which is what I need. I need my center to be lob threat with Dame because the pick and roll is obviously what we're going to use for Damian Lillard because he's absolutely phenomenal at it, right? And he's going to be a good shot blocker at the rim, which you need against all the bigs that are international. There's a lot of guys that are seven foot that have post moves that are in random countries you never heard of, right, that are skilled. Mm-hmm. So off the bench, I switched this a little bit because I found out he's available. They just didn't choose him. Trey Young, right? I'm choosing Trey Young to have Damian Lillard's role off the bench, right? Jason Tatum, 
He is having Kevin Durant's role off the bench. I already told you Malcolm Brown and Drew Holiday. Julius Randle is a really good facilitator at the four position, has a good mid-range shot, can space it out the three sometimes, has a little bit of shot creation ability, but he he's he's a good he's a good highly skilled player. I have Willie Colley Stein for the same reasons I have Jared Allen, right? Gonna be a good shot blocker at the rim, taller, good lob threat, he's bouncy. And then I have Andre Drummond in case it doesn't work because he's 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 not as great as a lob threat, but he can bang inside. If I face a Jokic internationally, I have a guy who can bang with him, right? Somebody is a little too thin. I have him, right? He's he's a plan B. And Jimmy Butler to give me versatility. Jimmy Butler, hey, maybe I, I did this wrong. We need another guy who can go attack the basket. I have Jimmy Butler. Hey, we might need a little more passing on the floor. The guy averaged seven assists a game. Mm-hmm. Right, and so he has that ability, and it gives me vers- versatility. If I want to go big, maybe I can put him at the three or the two. Right, if I want to go small, maybe I could put him at the four or the three. Like he is as flexibility. He covers my holes, and he's also really, really good at playing defense. He's a phenomenal defender. He has an edge, and he really is. He's a guy you would love to watch play. So. That is my roster. Chris, what do you think about that and the Olympics in general? Ooh, okay. I can like your roster. Um, okay. I do try to think, like, with the international players, like a Jokic. Like, you need somebody who's – I mean, like, Jokic kind of is – he's not really quick, but he's very skilled. Yes. So you need somebody yes. who can keep up with him. If, if Jared Allen and or um, Andre Drummond can't do it, then there's a problem. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is with how the NBA has evolved, it's kind of been like a backfire for the Olympics because like now we have so many players who can't um, like because you have so many players who can't really bang down low with the other centers. That's what they're doing internationally. Like they're going down low, they're posting up mm-hmm. and those centers are international. Like you don't like, we really have some yes. pickings when it comes Vucevic. to centers. Like yes. you do, can, you know, be like I think they're sending Javale McGee now. I mean, that's a little. Bit that's better. a good option. That's yeah. a little bit better. Um, but we really don't have anybody that you could think of. And then another thing, just real quick, going back to what you said, we do choose the biggest names to go represent our country. You know, yes. like we never think about the smart option. Like yes. the team that w- did that he did the best was a team of Chris Paul to facilitate. LeBron to facilitate and score. I think there was Kobe on that team, Dwight yeah. Howard, D. Wade. I mean, Kevin Love. Kept Kevin Love. I think Carmelo's on that team too. Like, yeah. those teams were greatly constructed, but with the names. I mean, this team is yeah. like. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Jason Kidd was really good internationally when they had, we had him. He was really, yeah. he's obviously a great uh, passer. So, yeah, I completely agree with you, man. It's. It's sad because we do have obviously more talent, but you know you just have to structure, right? You, you know people have to get past the the star mentality and go for the actually the best players, right? The best players that fit together, right? Yeah. So, I mean, no, no. So this is the way. This is my take on the Olympics. Do you have anything else? Not really. No. All right. Well, this is going to be the end of the part two of our podcast. You guys can check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We got all stuff coming on all these platforms. 
Yep. And uh, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. We're the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Peace.